You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I seek. You are my only and all. Seeking you as a precious jewel, Lord, to give up, I'd be a fool. You are my only and all. with um, this Exodus chapter 13 look at verse 21 and the Lord went before them by the day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night I want to bring your mind to something. Make sure you're listening very well, very attentively. There are two ways that a man's life and destiny is affected. It is either affected internally or affected externally. Now, if someone is going to be affected, his destiny is going to be affected, his life is going to be affected, um, what his life story perspective will be it is either he's being affected the effect is either coming from within him or from without let me give you an example he can feel hot because he's sick that one is internal because the sickness is in his body so the person is sick because internally um, the person is feeling hot because internally he's sick so the person's narrative of life can be that life is bad because i'm feeling hot then other people can feel hot because there's fire around. So those people are affected by what is happening externally. All right. So I said, it's either the person is being affected from within or without, internally or externally. Over here, you see something very powerful. It says, the Lord went before them by the day in a pillar of cloud. Why pillar of cloud in the day? Because in the day, there's already the sun. So if there's a cloud, it will... Because at that time, they were in the wilderness. So if there's a pillar of cloud, it means um, they're going to have more like a humid atmosphere, all right? That will um, lessen the effect of the sun on them. So they're not going to say, oh, it's too sunny, all right? The sun would just be okay because of the pillar of cloud that was with them. Then he says that, and by night, a pillar of fire. Why? Because by night, it will be cold. Are you getting it? By night, it's going to be cold. So... The, the Lord was with them as a pillar of fire by night so that in the cold they will still have some warmth so it's not going to be too cold because there's going to be some warmth for them so 
What was God trying to tell them? Over? God was trying to tell them that your atmosphere affects your life. See, God is trying to let them know that your atmosphere automatically affects your life. You know, this is something that a lot of God's people are not really, you know, don't really pay attention to. And because of that, um, let me show you something. Romans chapter 8. He says, um, verse 6, sorry. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. He says, to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. You see, when a Christian is not paying attention to spirit, the spiritual, he says, that person is going to experience death. When you say death, not necessarily the cessation of life. That means that person does not interface reality. He says, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Anytime a Christian is um, minded, that's the word there, minded, is like, to be spiritually minded is like, everything that happens, I, I am able to tell the spirituality of it. I'm able to pinpoint the spirituality of this. So Christians are carnally minded, all right? Go to verse 7, you see. He said, because the carnal, carnal mind is enmity with God, enmity against God. It is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. He said, the carnal mind is, is enmity with God. The one who is carnally minded, when you talk to him about anything that has to do with God, you know, like, for example, those who say, um, uh, I'm a Christian, but they are carnally minded, you see. They are carnally minded. They are not looking at the spiritual side of life and the spiritual side of things. So today I'm going to help you break down a few things in scripture for you to understand. So um, you, can t- you can title it Creating Spiritual Atmospheres. Creating Spiritual Atmospheres. There was a day um, Saul was anointed by Samuel and Samuel told him, go among the prophets. He said, they are prophesying. He said, when you go among them, <laughs> it's amazing. The, the, the prophet Samuel was an experienced prophet. He was not prophesying to the guy. He says, the prophets are prophesying. Go among them. When you go among them, you begin to prophesy. He said, you shall be turned into another man. Why? Someone knows that if the guy enters that atmosphere of prophesying, that atmosphere where that gift is in operation, the guy will have a rub-off. The guy is going to have a rub-off. I'm going to show you something. We'll go to Ephesians chapter 2. But I want you to look for the, the Passion Translation. All right, so let's go from... I want you to see from verse 2. Okay, maybe let me start from verse 1. All right. Okay, so Ephesians 2. He's, Paul is speaking. He says, And his fullness fills you, all right, even though you were once like corpses, dead in your sins and offenses. Look at this. He says, It wasn't that long ago that you lived in the religion, customs, and values of this world. Now look at this. Obeying the dark ruler of the earthly realm who fills the atmosphere with his authority? When, you, when the Bible talks about birds, birds, all right? Birds. Birds signify spirits. Like, for example, the Bible talks about the earth, all right? The earth is, signifies man, the heart of man or man. When he talks about fire, he's really referring to the influence of the Holy Spirit, rain, influence of the Holy Spirit. When you see birds... When you see dogs, he's talking about Gentiles. When you see pigs, he's talking about um, um, profane. All right? You don't cast your pearl before swines. All right? So, let's talk about profane. When you talk about birds, birds represent spirits. I'll, give you, I'll tell you the reason why. Now, remember when Noah's ark landed, he sent a bird. Then, he sent a dove. All right? Now, 
When Jesus was baptized, the Bible says the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. That's spirit. Then, concerning the devil, when Jesus Christ gave the parable of the sower, he said that the birds of the air came to pick the seeds. And he was referring to the devil. So, birds refer to spirits. Now, never forget this thing. Spirits always use air. Just like birds use air to fly. He says, the dark rule of the earthly realm, who fills the atmosphere? Spirits work through atmospheres. Some people's life is the way it is because of the kind of atmospheres that surround them. Because of the kind of atmospheres that surround them. It will shock you to know that, like for example, I, I said, some people are affected either internally or externally. Some are affected externally. You see, they're affected externally. And because of the kind of atmosphere they have, internally, they are, pro- they are born again. But they are not seeing the effects outside. Because remember, he said, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Huh? Why is it time to work out? Because Jesus has already worked in. So you were not there when everything was worked in. But you accepted Jesus and everything was worked in. So all the things you want to say about your, your Christianity... You cannot start without talking about what has been worked in. Salvation, we cannot see with our eyes. It's your character we see outside. You have received the Holy Spirit, we can't know, we don't know. When you start doing certain things, we now know that, oh, this guy has actually received the Holy Spirit. So, sanctification, perfection, all those things are inside. And truly, those are just the seed of God inside you. They're just the seed of God inside you. So, it's within you, but then, what does your atmosphere look like? You see, what does the atmosphere look like? Because you, it was not worked in so that it, you keep it in. It was worked in so that you work out. So it tells you, you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So God influences you through your atmosphere. The devil also influences you through your atmosphere. And a lot of Christians don't pay attention to these things. The spirituality of these things. See, they don't pay attention to the spirituality of these things. And because of that, they can't even put their hand to something and say oh i know how to do this i know how to change this they are not masters of the spirit realm <laughs> let me tell you this i know some of you probably have watched some of these movies where this guy is an airbender this guy is a firebender you know these people are just they are just teaching you something paul said i am a wise master builder there are people who have mastered spiritual things come on the air you will breathe into your lungs is coming from outside. So watch your atmosphere. People have not mastered the realm of the spirit. You see, it is one of the things that you need to... You know, some have just left everything to chance. I prayed. I don't know if God wants or not. I love what is going on, all right, among us. One of the things that... It's, it's even so beautiful. One time, we wanted to do something. Then I was with a few leaders, and I said, okay. And we needed a confirmation from God on something. All right, I could have gotten it. But I, I said this, okay. All right, so I'm going to give you guys five minutes. Consult, let's see. Consult and let's see. So in five minutes, we all went to consult and came back. In fact, when we pray, when, when I ask people to go and pray, when they come back, I ask them, so what happened? <laughs> when, they, when I ask people to go and pray, when you pray, what happened? And they tell me, this and this happened. And exactly that happens. We don't miss it even once because we have mastered prayer as an art, like the firebender. You see? We know how to bend things in the spirit. 
Paul said, I am a wise master builder. Before he said, he that built all things is God. But later he said, I'm a wise master builder. He said, the one who builds should take it how he built it thereupon. <laughs> He's telling you something that even though we say this is God, there is a skill to it. So every time you pray, people don't realize that when God is teaching you about prayer and you are praying, God is not concerned about the answers. That's not what God is concerned about. He is concerned about what you are becoming as a result of the answer. So sometimes when you go for pray for me, pray for me, that is what you are missing. What you are losing is the opportunity to be trained to become a master. So when I confidently say when I pray for you, something will change. Because I know it's a, we mastered it. God wants us to be master of the spirit realm. He said he must reign until he has made his enemies his fools too. So it's not Jesus who is going to be trying to, you know, exert his authority on the earth. Stop thinking religiously. Jesus, you reign. Jesus, you reign. The only way he reigns is if you reign. So in, in verse 2, he's in, in, in verse 2, he talks about the dark rule of the world. Who and he used the word atmosphere. He said, who feels the atmosphere? The atmosphere. The world's atmosphere by default is not sanitized. We play with spiritual things, eh? Day in, day out. We don't know. Let me show you something. First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse fourteen. Look at this statement. He said, Doth not even nature itself teach you? Hold on. Which means we'll be able to learn a lot from the spiritual if we pay attention to the natural. One day, one, one lady watched the relationship seminar and said, Pastor, you said that men have ego. Pastor, I don't agree. Then I opened the scripture. I said, Doth not even nature itself teach you? <laughs> Just take 10 men, sample it, check it. <laughs> <laughs> you see so nature will help us understand the models operandi of spirit 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 forces no look at this look at this no spirit can have access to a man listen no spirit can have access to a man without getting his permission so anytime you see that a spirit has had access to a man he got permission how does he get permission he get permission through his atmosphere. Because your atmosphere will create a desire. No, no. Jesus Christ, the Lord of heaven and earth, God, he said, I stand at the door and knock. What's he doing behind the door? I thought he's the Lord of heaven and earth. He should just enter the door. He said, I'm standing at the door. If you don't open me, I'm standing here. I'm teaching you how to decide the outcomes of your life. Acts chapter 2. He said, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. I see it. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Verse 3. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues of fire and sat upon each of them. Verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Hold on. Go to verse 2. In verse 4, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. In verse 2, the Holy Ghost filled the house. He had to fill the house before he could fill them. Because of the strength of atmosphere, anytime a spirit comes into a place, the first thing he wants to do is to infiltrate the atmosphere. I said we play with spirit things, spirit things all the time and we don't realize it. Let me give you an example. This is your phone. You will use it to send a message to this lady. We don't see the, the, what you typed. Hello, Daniela, how are you? We don't see it working in the air. Everything you type there, the moment you press send, it becomes electromagnetic waves. Appears on a phone the way you typed it with a comma. No time, no space. The only thing that can delay her is probably if the network is bad. All things being equal, she's supposed to get at the same time. You know, the realm of the spirit, you know, like, you, you, can't, you can't go to the realm of the spirit and tell somebody yesterday. They don't understand yesterday. 
Everything is together. And I was explaining to some people, I think it was, it was during the word seminar I was telling you, I said, someone says, I received Jesus. Immediately, that at the same moment, he becomes saved. But the truth is that, according to the legality, when he received Jesus, it had to backdate to the blood 2,000 years ago. <laughs> your mind, I listen to me, your mind is actually a spiritual component. Your mind is different from your brain. The brain is to the body what the mind is to the spirit. So you turn your Bible to 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. Um, 2 Kings chapter 6. You go to verse number 14. Verse number 14. 2 Kings chapter 6. He said, Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night. That's um, the king of Syria. He said, and compassed the city about. Now, I want you to pay attention to certain things. There are certain details that we overlook when we, we are reading the Bible. And sometimes some of these topics will help us to highlight on certain things over there. Compass the city about. Verse 15, he said, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. Now, this was what they could see, you know, um, physically, this is what was going on. He said, and host compassed the city both with horses and with chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? So you see, the servant was like, Master, what are we going to do? Because um, we, we, we are compassed with, um, the, the city is compassed with both horses and chariots. Now, because they were about to arrest Elisha, the man of God. So verse 16, then, and he answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. So first thing I want you to understand about atmospheres is that people are atmospheres. People never walk alone. People never walk alone. You see, I started by the, uh, sharing that scripture that says, to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. People never understand how deep it is. You know, even though we are, it looks like we are all, you know, walking about and we are all dealing. It's not as simple as that. People are atmospheres. Because Elisha the prophet <laughs> tells Gehazi and says, and he answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Now, take note that he didn't say, they, you know, so we read it like this, they that be with us are more than them. No, that's not what he said. He said, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. So what's he saying? He's saying, as we are here, there are people with us. As they are there too, people are with them. So people never walk alone. That's why the scripture says we shouldn't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Because you, you, you look at it, you know, don't be unequally yoked, maybe they will just, you know, corrupt you or something. No, it goes beyond that. He's telling you, I'll show you something, I'll show you something in the scripture right now. There is, there is uh, an implication when people come around you. There are, there's an implication with, let me tell you this, there are some people, every plan they have never comes to pass because of the people they share it with. Even the people they are sharing it with don't know that there is something with them that destroys people's information. Listen, everybody in this world is born to an altar, whether you know it or not. When we say things like this, 
they make it look African. It's not African at all. There are people born in certain countries. They were born there and they, they become children of wrath by the fact that they were born there. They didn't do anything wrong. And when we say born to an altar, altar I'm not necessarily saying they were born to a fetish priest, no. Everybody's born to an altar. Let me give you an example. All right. All the things I'm doing for the Lord now, I'm just giving you an example, practical example. I'll show you in the scripture where it is. All the things I'm doing for the Lord now. When I look at my history with God, I shouldn't be the one doing what I'm doing. But let me tell you something that my dad told me. He said one day he had migrated to go and stay in Nigeria. So he was preaching, he was working. So he was good to a certain man. And the man was a man of God. And the man prayed for him and said, he used a scripture, Psalm 144, but I will not read it here. Now, this is what my dad was telling me. Because growing up, I noticed that there was this unusual thing. If I'm in a group and everybody misbehaves, there's something, there's always some exemption for me. Some way, somehow. So, my, my dad shared the scripture with me. That scripture says, His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. So, I was born to that altar. It is not about me again. No matter what I do, God has to honor what he told my dad. So when I stray, God will have to find a way to get me back on track. And that has been my life. So until he shared it with me, I said, aha. Because I was trying to understand the thing that kills 10 people when it gets to me, it pardons me. So everybody is born to an altar. There are many of you watching me today. You are Christians because your mothers have raised a prayer altar at home. Because when you look at your foolishness, <laughs> See, and some, some of you, your mothers didn't even know what they were doing. They, they didn't know what they were doing. They were just being prayerful, being prayerful, praying for you. Some of you, they put their hand on your head. They, they push you against, against the bed. So everybody's born to an altar. Some are also born to a negative altar. They're just born to a negative altar. Anytime money comes into their hand, the money will have to fly away. And they don't know that that's the reason, this is the reason for it. So people are not alone. Some people inherited demons without knowing. They are not witches who. No, look at what the, 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 the prophet is telling him. He said, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Now, sometimes I, I want to ask a Christian, can you tell, can you tell if you come into a place and there are demons, can you tell? Some Christians are not sensitive. They can't tell. I can tell. Oh, come on. When I got saved, a friend convinced me to enter a club with him. I couldn't. I couldn't. After I got saved. Before I got saved, I was fine. I could go there. After a while, when I enter a place like that, I cannot. I will just be there. I will just, something is just wrong. Why? Now, I'm being exposed to a new kind of atmosphere. Now, I come into a place, and what I came with does not fit into this new, this atmosphere. It does not fit in. I, I just begin to, I don't know if any of you experienced this. The things you were comfortably doing before. Now you enter into a place, has nothing to do with your conscience. You just got the end. It is, you are just uneasy. Something uneasy about it. If, you know, you can even be there and make everybody feel like, oh, I'm fine. But deep down inside you, you know that something is wrong. And for me, when I left the place, I went to myself, Lila, I'll never go there again. <laughs> because people are atmospheres. That's the first thing you need to actually understand. People are atmospheres. No, look at the man, the man who came, uh, Jesus went to cast out a legion. Do you know legion of, of, of demons? According to the Bible, at least the man, the man had 10,000 devils. One human being. If that man comes into a place, you would think he came alone. Like I said, there are certain people, 
you, 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 once you share your plan with them, even they, they don't know that something works with them that destroys people. So people, once you share your plan with them, they are not bad. They will not share it with anybody, but it will never happen. Because you see, demons are not omniscient. They don't know everything. When you open your mouth and you are sharing it, some demons hear it. So people are atmospheres. You were asking me that question. I'll 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 get there because I was just about going there. The first thing you need to understand about atmospheres is that people are atmospheres. People carry an aura. And you need to be spiritually sensitive about these things. Some, I mean, I'm talking about the guy with at least 10,000 demons. If he comes into a place, if that kind of person comes into a place, look, I want to tell you something. From now on, start becoming spiritually sensitive. You can tell if someone has a devil by looking at the countenance of the person. I can tell. Listen, a lady who is an unbeliever can never be attractive to me because of my knowledge of these things. Because I know, she, the Bible calls them, let me show you, Ephesians. Okay, let's go to First Thessalonians first. So we, we, let, let's read Thessalonians, then we'll read Ephesians. First Thessalonians chapter 5, First Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's start from verse 4. He said, but ye are not in darkness. Now, you see where, where, how he, he, will, he will graduate to the revelation. Now, a lot of time when you read the book of Thessalonians, I want you to put at the back of your mind that that was Paul's first epistle, his first letter. So it encapsulizes in a way, even though it is his revelation, it refers to his beginning of knowledge. So there are things he says in Thessalonians that are mild. Later on, by the time he was writing other epistles, they were more solidified. The, the, the full body of revelation came out. So Thessalonians is quite soft. So look at this. He says, but ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Verse 5. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. So you see what he calls the unbelievers. and He says, we are children of the light. He said, they are children of the night. They are children of darkness. They are children of the night. You see, we are children of the day. Okay, now go to Ephesians chapter 5. Look at verse 8. For ye were sometimes darkness. Now, he's not saying you are in darkness. You were darkness. But now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So he says, these people were sometimes darkness. So that means some time ago, we were darkness. We were not children of darkness. We were darkness. So when I meet someone, all I'm, I, I mean, who is not saved, all I'm thinking about is leading the person to Christ. Because that kind of person cannot be attractive to me. Because the person is darkness. And that person is carrying an atmosphere. I, I feel sorry for, you know, let me show you something. First Corinthians chapter 10. Look at verse 20. He said, but I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. Ah, oh, it's my hometown uh, festival. It's my hometown festival. He said, when they are sacrificing it, he said that they are sacrificing it to devils. And by so doing, he said, you begin to have fellowship with devils. Ah, the people around there are human beings. The apostle is saying, by fellowshipping with those people, you are not fellowshipping with them. You are fellowshipping with devils. <sighs> if you know the power of atmospheres, you will, you, you will be quick to become selective about the places you go to 
and the things that you do. Because your atmosphere will determine what happens in your life. The amazing thing, what I'm saying about an atmosphere, you, get, you come into an atmosphere by default. Like for example, someone will ask, all right, what about me who's working in an office and everybody is probably an idol worshiper or something? You've come into that place. What God helps us to do is for us to be able to tune our inward climate to make it our climate. We are able to, yeah, we are, I'll, I'll show you how we do that, how we create spiritual atmosphere. That's the topic, creating spiritual atmospheres. You are able to tune and your, 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 your settings. You know, because, because you are saved, you have settings. So, you know some people, although they have settings, when they get among unbelievers, they take on the atmosphere of the unbelievers, live like them there, behave like them there, then they go home. And you know, that, Those are people who ask that foolish thing. We are all Christians, but... Yeah, those are people, they, 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 ask those, they say those foolish things. When I see that thing, my whole... But what? <laughs> and the other people too. No, let's put the Bible aside. Some things we put aside. Have an inward climate. What are you supposed to do? When you get to a place, the atmosphere is most likely to affect you. So what you have to do is you have to also now, from inside, set your outward climate. That's what we read from the beginning scripture. God gave the children of Israel a different climate. So you can be in a place that has a different climate, but you live in your own climate in that climate. I said the devil uses atmospheres to have access to you. He uses atmospheres to have access to you. The same way God uses atmospheres to have access to you. There are people who have prophesied in meetings that afterward they never prophesied again. Why? It is where they went to. Yeah, it is where they went to. While they were there, and everybody was prophesying, and said, who has a word? He said, I, I feel like God is telling me that, yes, God is actually telling you something. It is the atmosphere. It's the atmosphere. Things are going on in the air at the time. You know, as a prophet, I, I understand what I'm teaching very, very well because sometimes I come into places, okay, I pick information. God didn't tell me. I pick it because it has been discussed there. I pick it. There are things God doesn't tell me. There are things I come into a place and I pick it. Because they were talking about it, I can pick it. If you understand radioactive waves and all those things, you understand what I'm talking about very well. It's, it's the same thing spiritually. Okay. Because of time, I would like to quickly go into how to create spiritual atmospheres. Hmm. If you have been in the Catholic Church before, you will love this one. Psalm 141. Okay, he says, Lord, I cry unto thee, make haste unto me, give ear unto my voice, when I cry unto thee, verse 2, he says, Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense. Go to the book of Revelations. Revelation chapter 8, verse 2. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar, look at it, having a golden censer. And there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. Verse 4. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. When you pray, you affect the atmosphere because he likened it with the incense. Now, if you have been, that's what I said, I haven't been to a college church before. When they start their thing, what are they doing? What is in there? They are filling the room with it. So sometimes prayer is not for answers. Prayer is for sanitizing the atmosphere. I was teaching somebody last night. I said, that is one of the reasons for prolonged prayers. 
If you live in a place that you can have a prayer room, have a prayer room. Because when you have a prayer room for long, after a while when you enter there, you feel there's something there. No, now, I don't know how many of you know it, but now when you step at a place like Liz Alex, when you step there, you know that something is happening there. It's like something is there. Huh? It was not so before. It is the, the, the prayers people have been praying there. Is at, it has opened doors. So sometimes you'll be praying there. What you, what you don't realize is that you have passed into somebody's door. Anytime there's an opening, all right, opening of prayer in a place, angels are going up. Remember Jacob? He said he saw angels ascending, descending, ascending, and descending. Because there was an opening. There was a place there that you are just a leg away from heaven. No, not all places are like that. Oh, come on. Not all places are like that. There are places you stand. Okay. Why didn't Jesus Christ ascend from his room? He went to stand on the mount and ascended from that mountain. That he ascended from there, that place. So the moment he said that that oh, come on, this is this is amazing. The moment we begin to pray, something begins to happen. The incense starts. The incense starts. When it gets high, that's when you begin to feel irate. Do you know that's how some people smoke weed? They burn it in the house and they smoke. Yeah. Some people don't put it on their mouth. It's a cake. <laughs> that then reminds me of Acts chapter 2, verse 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mountain wind and filled all the house. <laughs> you see? The thing has to fill the house. Look, this, how, to, how to achieve this thing? How to achieve this thing is two ways. If you want the, the incense, I said when you think of the spiritual, look at it from the natural. You help it to understand it better. Two ways of achieving the place being, you know, filled with that climate, that incense. Two ways to achieve it. It is either through prolonged prayers or group prayers. Listen, I told you, I said, any time incense is being offered, the next thing is angels. Chapter 1, verse 9. And it came to pass that while he executed, he's talking about Zechariah, so, so that you get it in context. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of it, burned incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the same time of incense. And you see, prayer, incense. Prayer, incense. Verse 11, and there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord. Prayer. 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 I said, prolonged prayers can let you do it. Because if, the, like for example, the, 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 the people who do the incense, if you have ever seen before, I went to a college school, so I, we saw it all the time. You know, they are doing that. It, it, it looks, you know, it's not the real thing. You get it. It's not the thing they are doing, but it's just a, a, a type and a shadow. Because while the people were praying without in the book of Luke, they were praying outside, he was offering incense as a shadow of what the people are actually doing. Because in heaven, like I read to you in Revelation chapter 8, in heaven there's an angel actually offering the prayers of the So with prolonged prayers, like the one who is holding it, because he's just one person, he might have to do it for a while. He might have to do it for a while before the place is struck with, the, with what is inside what he's carrying. If he wants to have it early, fast, eh? if he wants to have it fast, it has to be a group. Because if a group comes together and they do it, the place will be filled early. So go to Acts chapter 2 again. I'll show you. Acts chapter 2, it was not gradual. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. 
suddenly, and it filled the house. So in Acts chapter 2, there were 120 people, suddenly it came. When we read from Acts chapter 1, the Bible says they were making some prayers and supplication. They were making supplication before God. And this happened. When you come to church, or you come to some of our meetings and you say that, oh, the atmosphere was charged. What do you think, what do you think is happening? Now, are you, remembering, are you remembering now some of the things we say? Now, you understand it now. The atmosphere was charged. There are times, look, I, I told you, I said the first thing is that people are atmospheres. Has it ever happened to you? We're going to have a, a meeting, a program or something. The moment I step on stage, everything looks like it has changed. The atmospheres. I remember going to Lagos for the first time. Pastor Chris climbed. Look, I was not watching the stage, so I didn't know he had climbed. I was looking somewhere. Then I felt something. Then I, I heard everybody shout. I said, ah, you understand? See, there are men and there are men. Atmospheres. So men carry a force field, carrying full atmospheres with them. Nobody can be in the middle that I'm not carrying anything. You are carrying something. Some people come, they have devils of depth. They become your friend. They come to your house. They deposit someday. What you don't know is that after the day you left that guy's house, you owe money. And you will never understand. Is that to be spiritually minded is life and peace? To be carnally minded is death. So when you're not spiritually minded, you think that, ah, I want to say something. I don't know whether to say it or not. I should say it. Eh? Have you ever heard this thing that when you are sleeping with somebody constantly, you start picking his attitude? Have you ever heard it? It's true. It's true. This is, the, this is what is behind it. That's what he talked about, fellowshipping with devils. So some people have, uh, okay, take for example. Have you ever, have you ever, ever heard this too? Like some people, you know, once they get married, they definitely divorce. And it some sort of runs in the family. They get married and they divorce. They get married and divorce. Okay, so the, the lady marries a man. And the man has not done anything wrong. He's going to be a victim of divorce because of the woman's. He's, he's not part. <laughs> Do you get it? No, somebody would have said, oh, this is Old Testament. Thing. I just read it to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. The fellowship with devils. So I said the first way to affect a spiritual atmosphere is through prayers. So everybody has to some way, somehow, I hope you're listening, has to some way, somehow, have time for prolonged prayers. Sometimes not for, you're not asking for anything. It is part of your priestly ministry. Zachariah going there, he's going to give incense. He's, he's, you understand? It is his job. So sometimes you have to service your altar. When I want quick answers on intercessory prayer, I call a team. I say, engine room, go and pray. What is it? Incense. Incense. They begin to offer incense. It's priestly intelligence. They begin to offer incense. And it begins to rise before God. On that day of the program they are praying for, all of a sudden, the atmosphere is charged with what? The incense they gave. The incense they offered in the time of prayer, they've taken it from the bank. On that day, they give it back to you. Are you listening? Why did they bring you back that prayers you are praying? They come and take it back and give it to you on that day. That is it. The atmosphere becomes charged. When Jesus, listen, when Jesus went to Nazareth, Bible said he could not do any miracle because of their unbelief, not one person's unbelief. It was a corporate unbelief. If we are, you are able to trap the voice of the man, what the, the truth is that the man is actually with you there. That is the spiritual <laughs> science. That is it. Once you are listening to him, you, he is there with you. No, look, think about it. 
Think about it. Sometimes you pick a book of Pastor Chris. When you read it, you don't read it in your voice. You are reading it in his voice. Even your mind is telling you that this is how it is. So the truth is that spiritually, he is actually there with you. It's one of the ways that spiritual transportation is achieved. He can be sleeping in his room, but once his word is out, once his word is out, he's there. So, look, I said Jesus Christ went there and he, he, Bible says he could not perform any miracle because of their unbelief, corporate unbelief. All of them did not believe. Now, before I come to this, I'm, I'm showing the power of atmospheres. Jesus went to raise a dead person. He tried praying for the dead person. The dead was not rising up. He told everybody to go out. Why? They were full of unbelief. You know, when people say things like, if you say you're a man of God and you can heal the sick, go to hospitals and go and pray for them. It doesn't work like that because there's an atmosphere for miracles. You don't understand the, the name of the program. Atmosphere for miracles. Yes. Because there's an atmosphere for miracles. There has to be something in the air that all the people agree to by faith and everybody plunges into. When Jesus went to Nazareth, all the people there did not believe. They started looking at, ah, it's not this guy. Why are you following as running on the streets like this guy says now nah, the son of God. You were buffing behind your mother's house. You saw you say you are the son of God. Their unbelief. The next thing the Bible says, time not permit me to go into all those scriptures. The next thing the Bible says that he now went, okay, he could not do, do any mighty work. The Bible didn't say he did not. He said he could not. That means he tried. Give me Mark, Mark's, start from verse 39. Okay, verse 38. Okay, now he says, now, Jesus has gone to the, 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 the house of the dead person to go and raise the dead. Look at it. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult and, and them that wept and wailed greatly. They were crying because of the dead person. He said, and when he was coming, he said unto them, Why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. Jesus is saying his feet. Verse 40. And they laughed him to scorn. No, guys, let's be serious here. Are you seeing this? And when he had put them all out, you see? When he said, she's not dead, she's sleeping. <laughs> this guy, you're not serious. You're not serious. Unbelief everywhere. Unbelief everywhere. He said he put them all out. Why didn't Jesus guy say, I will show you people today. I will show you people today. Because once they stay there, the miracle will not happen. It was an atmosphere of unbelief. Listen, some of you, you are in a house. You, when you come to church, the atmosphere is different. You are full of faith. You go back home, the atmosphere is different. You are full of fear. Why? Because the settings we give you in church, you are supposed to go <laughs> and replicate in the house. Because when you get back home in church, you say, I'm full of grace. I'm full of life. I'm full of the power of God. I'm full of the grace of God. You went home, you said, hmm, there's nothing. Meanwhile, the, 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 the rice in the house is... is Half full, but they say there's nothing. Even the rice is almost finished. It's half full. He says it's almost finished. How much did Jesus need to feed five thousand people? See, their unbelief is so much that they don't think this thing can be enough. I never think something is not enough. I never think something is not enough. Not even money. I never think some money is not enough. It can be little in my hands and look as though it cannot do what I want to do. It can do it because God asks Moses, "What do you have in your hand?" Jesus Christ asked the little boy, what do you have in your hand? It is God's principle. What do you have in your hand? No matter how small it is, it can do it. Stop thinking it cannot. So an atmosphere of faith, an atmosphere of God possibilities has to be calibrated around you. So the wrong friends who say the wrong things, what do you have? You automatically have an atmosphere that will not support your faith. 
So every time, your faith is not working because you don't have the atmosphere to support it outside church. Because in church, it's so easy for you to believe. You, you know, people say, when I came to church, I was down. But after a few minutes, I was... Why? It is the atmosphere. Everybody is believing. Once the teaching is going on, everybody is full of faith over there. It's hard for you to be unbelieving in church. Because another thing we do is also, we, 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 we subdue your mind. There are people who came to church not willing to listen to me. Once I started talking, I arrest your attention. I arrest you. I arrest you. Jesus did it. Bible says, and the people fasting their eyes on him. There are times people have, were just going through YouTube. They have no plans of listening to me. They were just going through YouTube. They saw me and that's how they were sitting down like this. <laughs> they didn't go again. But you see, outside church now, what will happen? An atmosphere of unbelief. Teaching. So sometimes when you are even sleeping, allow it to be playing. Allow it to be playing. The, the words are entering the air. A young woman who has a farm. Oh, this is an inspiring testimony I'm about to share. She has a farm. And the crops were not really growing the way she wanted them to grow. You know what she did? Aside watering, irrigation, everything, she took a speaker with messages, went to put it on the farm and went to So that the corn will hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> no, because Jesus spoke to fig tree. She said that year she had the biggest harvest ever. She was sharing her testimony. That's how I got to hear about it. You know, you know what? I had never thought of it that it can be possible. You are rearing animals and they, and they are not doing the way they're supposed to do. Go and put message there. And you would think, anybody who can think you are being stupid, Jesus spoke to the dead, the ear of the dead to hear him. Mark chapter 6, verse 5. Let's start from verse 4. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. Verse 5. And he could dare do no mighty work. He could not do. He didn't say he did not do. Or he would not do. He said he could not. He tried it. How do you know he tried it? He says, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. So migraine, healed. My, my joy is paining me. <laughs> that one, that one worked. But for the ones, the mighty deeds that required faith, people could not. Then verse 6, verse 6. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went round about the villages teaching. What is it? He's curing the unbelief. He went around teaching. He's curing the unbelief. When I pray for people, one, two, three, and I don't see what I want to look for. I know that the next thing is for me to teach them because if I teach them, they will get it. After word seminar, eh? Brennan were just hitting their targets. Eh? I knew what I was doing. <laughs> I knew what I was doing. Because the answer saturates your environment with the word of God. You listen to too many foolish things. The movies are too many. You are depressed because you keep watching movies that are talking about uh, doing romantic uh, 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 relationship and you have not gotten boyfriend, so you are depressed. Because once you see it in the movies, the next thing you see it on Snapchat, then you ask yourself, God, when? God, when? You are leading yourself into depression. It has just started. You are doing something to yourself you don't know. Tomorrow, you come and tell us that, say, I'm depressed. All your posts on your status are about relationships. It is the rubbish inside you that we are seeing on your status. As the man thinketh in his heart, out of the abundance of the heart, guard thy heart with all diligence. I'm shooting bullets. No, no, because it is true. You'll be depressed. I was listening to someone's depression story, how the person came out of it, and God gave me this message. Because that's how people get depressed. Their atmospheres affect them. Because these things are spirits. Things are spirits. Look, in the spirit, it's in the, in the physical that grace, goodness, praise, they are phenomenon. 
in the spirit, they are not familiar. They are tangible things. Eh? They are tangible things. Otherwise, you never say goodness and mercy shall follow me. Praise is not a song in the realm of the spirit. It's a dress. It's called the garment of praise. So we will be in church jumping. What you don't know is that we are all dressing. We have all dressed. Sometimes God must open your eyes. Let messages always be playing. Let be playing. Cure the unbelief. One, one episode of Word Seminar, you should have listened to it nine times. Because you, 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 you think you have caught something, but you've missed a lot in it. Every time you listen to it, you realize that there's something you did not hear. Cure unbelief. Happy are you if you, have, if you are in a house that they all agree with what you are. You are ah, you, you will go quick, 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 quick. You know, some people's idea of spiritual friends and that is people are always seeing vision and all those things. No. Correct spiritual friends. Scriptures. Don't let your spiritual life be vacillating on these things of this one say, I had a dream. This one say, I have a vision. I'm not against dreams and visions. I profess at least so you know that I believe in visions. But let them people who are firmly rooted in the word of God. You will last. Meditation. You see what I was teaching you in Word Seminar? Meditation. That is it. Stay meditating on the word of God. The third and last point. Spirits move on vibrations. Now you will notice that all the things I've mentioned, they are all using the air. Prayer is using the air. The incense has to fill the air. The message to is into the air. They are all using the air. This one is too key. This one I'm about to say. It is so key. This third one. Spirits move on vibration. So go back to Acts chapter 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a... Hold on. There came a sound. Sound. So write sound. The third one is... There is a sound. There is a sound through which people meddle with spirits. There is a sound with which people meddle with spirits. We are always telling you, don't listen to this secular song. You say we are judging you. Don't listen to this song. You say we are judging you. Meanwhile, you are depressed. And you don't know that's the reason you are depressed. How do I live without you? I want to know. And you'll be crying, how do I breathe without you, if you ever go? You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. That spirits move on vibrations. The kind of music you listen to. See, this one, eh? This one. Okay, hold on. The first one I taught you was there was prayer going on. Saul, okay? Saul, he was not a prophet. Prophets were prophesying. Prayer was going on. He went there. Immediately he entered there. He started prophesying. This one I'm telling you, later, that same Saul caught an evil spirit. How did they take away the evil spirit? Now, the question, how did these guys know that a song can take away an evil spirit? Ladies and gentlemen, if a song can remove an evil spirit, a song can give an evil spirit. Huh? Simple. If a song can remove an evil spirit, a song can you say, oh, the guy, hmm. you know, even though he's a secular artist, um, he sang a gospel song. It's even worse. Because in this kingdom, it's not only about the message. The messenger also matters. No, hold on. Hold on. Why didn't they say, ah, so I say, holy, uh, an evil spirit. Get anybody to come and play. No, 
they said they should go and look for. <laughs> they should go and look for the person who has the anointing to strike a chord in the spirit. Over here, we will just be hearing these guys playing. Oh, it's nice. Oh, Franklin, in the spirit, if God opens your eyes, light is literally coming out of his fingers. Why do you think you cry when music is playing? Eh? The music naked you. No. The music nakeds you. And makes you, that's, that's, the, that's the thing. It makes you open to spiritual activity. That's what music does. Some of you, 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 you want to sit somewhere, you didn't even plan. You didn't plan to, to tap your feet at the music. You don't even know the song. You don't even know the song. By the time you realize, I got it, I got it, I got it. Before you cut yourself, hey, I'm born again, I cannot do that. I got it, I got it, I got it. I got it, Samina. I got it. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 23. And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul. Now, the evil spirit was not from God. The word is that evil spirit was from God. The word from them is permitted because Saul was anointed. He shouldn't have been able to have an evil spirit. But because he had been rejected by God and God was angry with him, it, 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 yes, it had been permitted now. It's like the anointing had been corrupted, so it had been permitted. So an evil spirit from God was upon Saul that David took an harp, played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Music. No, come out. No, come out. Don't listen to rubbish. You are affecting the atmosphere. You are infiltrating the atmosphere. That's what you don't realize. Let me ask some of you sitting here. How many of you have you ever came to church? I mean, you were really normal, normal, normal. Pastor left a song, all of a sudden, water works. <laughs> no, you, you, are not, you were normal. You didn't plan to cry, nothing. Or maybe the choir lifted a song. All of a sudden, it's like you, you, you've taken a bath. You are like fresh. Even sometimes online. You know, let me tell you this. Sometimes I listen to my message. So I know what I'm saying. I'm just listening to the message, great, great, great. Then in the message, I lifted a song. As I sang with the song, it's like I've been opening up again for more surgery. Come on. Sounds. 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 There came from heaven a sound. The spirit is always ushered in with a sound. <laughs> the spirit is always ushered in with a sound. From the days we started camps, there's always one song that sounds out. That is the sound. You know, when you're not spiritually sensitive, you don't know some of these things. There's always one song that stands out in the camp. Because it is the next move of the Holy Spirit for the next six or seven months, there has to be a sound for the move. So that is the sound that leads the move. No matter how many songs we sing, there's always this one particular one that leads. So most of the time, when you go on a personal retreat, there's always a sound you come out with. You go praying and fasting, there's always a sound. You said you just finished the fast. Was there a sound? You do get a, a song. There was one song that was with you throughout. Which song was that? You, 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 you will just be there on, on that particular. Even if you twist to another song, you listen to another one, you will come back to it. That is the sound. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. No, it, we, it is an, and we are in an atmosphere. And in, in certain atmospheres, you know, things will happen without prayer. That's what's going to happen. Things will just happen without prayers. Somebody probably is thinking, oh, because of the money, I'm not coming. The Bible says, buy the truth. Sounds. 
a sound. A sound. Sound. It creates spiritual atmosphere, especially instruments. There was a day Elisha wanted to prophesy. He was not inspired. He said they should bring him a minstrel. They should bring him a minstrel. Then the minstrel began to strike. Once he struck the cord, obviously the hand of God came upon Elisha. What was the hand of God before? What was the hand of God before? Came with a sound. Once the song came in, once the sound came in, things began to open up. Things began to open up. Began to open up. Pray the Holy Ghost.